informed with your community. The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. WVMT. Welcome back to The Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here on this TGIF Friday. And we are really honored to have joining us online now, former governor of North Carolina, Governor Pat McCrory. Good, good morning, Governor. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I, I, I assume it's cold there. It is indeed cold here. Yes, it's it is. 12. And it likely is going to get colder. But We're actually getting cold weather in North Carolina right now, too. So, oh, But what does cold weather in North Carolina look like? Actually, anything below 30, it's cold. Okay, all right. I was thinking you were going to say 55, 60. <laughs> but, uh, no, at this time of season, January, we get some cold weather, but then it goes becomes 60 the next day. So we never Yeah, we, we probably won't get that. So, yeah. uh, Governor, uh, and, I, and I, we're really honored to have you on here. I've seen you on Meet the Press many times, so it's, it's great to get a chance to, to talk with you this morning. And can you tell me, first of all, I want to get into the press conference No Labels had yesterday, but first, how... How did you get involved with the No Labels movement? Actually, uh, when I was running for the U.S. Senate, um, where I didn't succeed, I got a call from Nancy Jacobson, who who, who uh, runs No Labels, and she said, uh, we'd like to help you. I like what you say. I like your moderation. I like uh, your experience, and we'd like to help you. And it was near the end of the campaign. This is right when Trump went against me pretty hard. And that was my introduction. And then I found out about the Problem Solvers Caucus that they have in D.C. where they try to bring Republicans and Democrats to work together to actually solve problems. And then after I was defeated in the U.S. Senate race, they called me up and said, we'd love you to get involved in this new project, whereas if Trump and Biden are the final two nominees, we're thinking about... uh, getting on the ballots in all 50 states and having a no-label slate uh, for the president of the United States. And I said, I'm in all the way, uh, because at that time, about 58 to 60 percent of the people didn't want either Trump or Biden in in the um, presidential race. That's gone up to over 65 percent since then. And I just assume there's no way during the next year that Biden and Trump would be the two final nominees. But, boy, I was wrong in predicting that, too. And it looks like they are the going to be the two nominees, and in, in, according to most projections. And uh, 65% of the people don't want them, and I think the Americans deserve another choice. I think the two parties have failed us tremendously and, and kind of become arrogant with their failure uh, by nominating these two people who most people don't want and it's almost as though they're saying, accept our nominees or else. Well, it does and that's certainly, one reason. There certainly some, seems to be some truth to that, and the polls definitely are backing up what you're saying. No question. We've talked about it many times on the show. But, but can you talk to us a little bit about how this process is going to work? I, I know No Labels has made clear just what you just said, that if it really looks like it's going to be Trump-Biden, then. But at what point does No Labels, what's the timeline? When does No Labels uh, have to pull the trigger and actually say, hey, we've got a candidate for president and vice president, and we're moving forward and, and getting on all the ballot, on all the state ballots. Right after uh, Super Tuesday. We're on the state ballots in 14 states right now, and we're working in 28 other states. And then there are going to be 14 states that the candidates, once we select the candidates, will have to get on the ballot themselves because state re- law requires a name. So getting on the ballot's a pretty tough process but we're gonna we're gonna make it happen 
We've been working on it for a year, and we've had these groups throw roadblocks, primarily on the left. The uh, MoveOn.org, the Third Wave, the Lincoln Project have all been trying to stop us to get in the Democratic secretaries of states like in in Maine. And then we just had Delaware. They're trying to stop us through uh, voter suppression efforts. Of all things, the left is initiating voter suppression efforts. You know, it's all that's the problem with the two parties. If the other side does it with their jersey, it's okay, but we can do it. So, you, so you're gonna, yeah. So you're, you're gonna. So there will be an actual convention where you'll nominate candidates for president. Well, we're president. we're actually going to do a convention, most likely through the internet instead of having a okay. physical convention. We were planning to have a physical convention in Dallas, but we didn't want to be tied down to a date just in case we had last-minute information that we had. Plus, it was going to cost a heck of a lot of money, and we'd rather put that money on the ground to get on the ballot um, and so forth. So um, we're going to have a, 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 a kind of a, a digital convention. We think, I, I thought as co-chairman, conventions are a total waste of money. By the way, I think they're a waste of money for the Republican Democrats. I used to go to all the Republican conventions. I was a delegate. I even spoke at Madison Garth. Madison Square Garden, and I thought it would be a big deal, and I realized no one was listening anyway. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a total waste of money. And if you notice, the networks aren't covering the conventions, but for an hour a night, it's it's just one big public relations show, as opposed to the 1960s when they actually, you know, would vote on things and and have full-scale coverage. So it's a total waste of money and time. All right, well, we got a call for you. Let's uh, let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Governor. What makes um, you think this might be successful this time? You know, John Anderson tried an independent bid. Ross Perot with the Reform Party. You know, we have a two-party system, whether we like it or not, it seems. And what, what makes you think uh, about these times that this might work for um, what you're trying to that's, do? That's- that's a great question. Well, back when Pro ran, for example, forty uh, percent of the people did not like either Bush or Clinton. Forty percent of the people, and he was up to over thirty-five percent approval. Which, by the way, in a presidential election, you can win with a plurality of the vote. It's a state-by-state election, winner-take-all in almost all the states, but three, I believe. And um, so. Now, 65% of the American people don't want either Trump or Biden. So the ceiling is so much higher. And uh, we also think people are just fed up with both parties. They're they're failing the country in D.C. right now. They're not coming together. They're not compromising. They're not getting things done. They're not getting results. And people are saying enough, enough. And Governor McCrory, is, is no labels, are you guys committed to that it will be a, a quote-unquote unity ticket, like that it'll be a Democrat and a Republican, either a president, vice president, one way or the other, that it will be a unity-type ticket? Most likely, or independent. But we're looking at uh, qualifications first and character and uh, people who have a, a reputation of working across the aisle and trying to solve problems. And those are the major qualifications we're looking at as we examine candidates and candidates examine us. But right now the dilemma is we just we just uh, asked the Justice Department to investigate 
three or four or five groups who are literally intimidating the no labels team and potential candidates. I'm not just talking about saying bad things about them. Listen, I've, I've run for city council, mayor. I've been a governor. I've been a mayor for 14 years. I've been called every name in the book by the left and the right. That's that's protected speech. But these people now are threatening the families and um, the livelihood of people working for no labels. And that's intimidation. And you cannot do that. You're breaking even the RICO Act. Uh, they're, you know, they as I said yesterday in a press conference, who do they think they are? Tony Soprano? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And that's not how America works. You can say you agree or disagree about them. You could call them names, which I hate the name calling Paul, but that's protected speech. But you cannot threaten them and their families for participating in the democracy and trying to get on the ballot. And me and Ben Chavis uh, and Joe Lieberman, who I have so much respect for, are work are the three co-chairs. And here Ben Chavis is a civil rights pioneer, worked with um, Martin Luther King. You know, he, he talks about voter suppression, and this is another type of voter suppression. Denying someone, trying to threaten someone because they want to get ballot access is as bad as threatening someone who wants to vote. Yeah. And that's what these groups are trying to do, and they're arrogant about it. MoveOn.org third wave, the Lincoln Project, and they're literally doing it out front now. They're laughing Awful. about it. Awful. Is and that, we're is drawing the, the line. And by the way, when the white ring groups start doing it, I will raise just as much hell with them as I'm with the left wing group. Is, is that, was that the gist of the press conference uh, yesterday? Yes. Yeah, and, and, and this is what America needs. We need to start challenging these people, not let them get away with it. Threatening people is against the law. And so they're literally and, threatening uh, the families of, of people involved with yes. no labels? That's, yes. wow. And not, That's, it's unbelievable what they're doing. And by the way, this is a coordinated effort. These people have been, we submitted potential evidence to the Justice Department where all these different groups that are highly funded, I mean, funded in mm-hmm. the millions upon millions of dollars, they are meeting and having coordinated efforts on ways we're going to stop no labels. And sadly, one of the ways is through threats and intimidation. And Governor, we're just about out of time. We really are out of time. But just real quick on this, do you does somebody from the old labels go like if they're a defeated Republican candidates, or do you go and actually talk to see if there's interest? Like, let's say a Chris Christie, or uh, do you go and approach somebody like that and say, "Hey, would you be interested in potentially being on a ticket?" Or how does that yeah, work? Yeah, we're approaching people, and people are approaching us from the military, from politics, and from business. Those are the three major areas we're looking at. The dilemma we have with current people who have either just pulled out or currently in the race, there are about, I don't know, over 10 states that have no compete laws, or I forget the term they use, I apologize, where once they're on the ballot for an office, they cannot run for the office again in the general election. Oh, interesting. So uh, it's it's. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot the term that's, that they use right. on these laws. So, so Governor, um, uh, we've got to go, but we appreciate you being on the morning drive today. So we'll be looking for some, maybe some news out of you guys right after Super Tuesday. Yeah, Super Tuesday. We will definitely be making a decision. Beautiful. All right, Governor Pat McCrory, from, former governor of North Carolina with the No Labels Movement. Thanks for being on the morning drive. Take care.